Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We want to welcome you again to Novel Ideas, co-hosted by Randy Shelton and Ruth Anacosta. The date is uh, Friday, December 16, 2016, and I'm sure I speak for all of uh, us here when we wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holiday Season. We had a great discussion of the book Once We Were Brothers last month. In December, in December, we will be taking a ride on the Christmas train by David Baldacci, DB55045. Below is the synopsis from Bookshare. On a train ride to Los Angeles, cash-strapped journalist Tom Langdon encounters a ridiculous cast of characters, unexpected romance, and an avalanche that changes everyone's Christmas plans. I um, I thank you all for joining us this Friday on the 16th uh, for a discussion of this book. Um, the emails, uh, let me find them here, of our host, Randy Shelton, can be reached if you have suggestions for books at rshelton, S-H-E-L-T-O-N, 820 at gmail.com. And Ruth Ann Acosta can be reached at Ruth1244 at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, it's my pleasure to turn the program over to our co-hosts. Hey, everybody. Let's start, as we usually do, see what everybody thought of this book. Well, I hope somebody will review all the characters <laughs> In it, uh-huh. I'll just be very brief because I want to see hear it from others. I just love David Baldacci. I love all of his books. He's an incredible writer, and he painted a picture of the of this train ride. And I must say, I'm easy to fool, maybe, but I was fooled by the ending. So that's all I want to say right now. I loved it. Wait, go ahead. I also like the book very much. Um, it's you know. I, I think at Christmas time you like to read something that's kind of light, and you know some of the characters were really, char- you know, really characters, and some of them had something to teach, and 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 uh, yeah, the uh, ending was kind of interesting. I like this book too. Uh, this is about the third or fourth time I've read it. Uh, uh, I, I read the audible version. I think I usually try to alternate back and forth. I, I've also read the. The Born on Bard, who I think is, I can't remember who narrates it. Uh, somebody can refresh my memory. But Tim Matheson narrates the audible version. And I don't know if anybody's ever followed movies. He's a, he was like one of the main characters in the movie Animal House from a lifetime ago. But uh, uh, he's done a lot of a lot of movies and stuff. But uh, he was pretty he was pretty good. I, I'm not sure he was any better than the the uh, uh, the the bard narrator i did like audible does have a lot of the train sounds and special sounds and it was kind of, that was kind of enjoyable and stuff but uh it's a good you know it's it's a nice story it's light it, it's got a little bit of romance which i like and got a little bit of a uh you know uh, they have to do a little rescue thing kind of toward the end but uh and kind of a surprise ending so uh, yeah i thought it was i thought it was very good i, I very much enjoy it so thanks for recommending it I was really surprised by the ending. I, I just, I just, you know, I just didn't even see it coming, and I, I don't know why I didn't. 
And then um, the other irony was um, the, the thief, um, you know, was setting us up for us for it to be Agnes, and it turns out being the um, pseudo-priest there. Um, but um, I, I liked the character development. Uh, I liked Miss Roxanne. Um, she reminds me of a, um, a classroom maid that I used to have. She just was just like that. Her mannerisms and everything is sort of tough, but sort of optimistic. Um, and, and I, all, you know, the character development of all those characters was just incredible. And and then, of course, being the linguist, I I liked his sound imitative words of the train. And I I don't have um, audible. I listened to Bard, and I think that the narrator did a very good job of, um, you know, of, of um, portraying the characters. But he also left a little bit to imagination, which is something that I like too in a narrator. And it's a fine line to be able to do that. Well, I read this book in Braille, um, and I really enjoy this book because it has a little bit of everything. Um, and I was surprised by the ending too, um, even though I'd read this book several times um so i guess i wasn't all that surprised but um one of the things that i really like about this book is um just the fact of the the train trip um because i've never really been on a long train trip um and i think it would be something that would be really fun to do um but just the whole you know atmosphere of the train you know was really really kind of neat and um i think the audible version would be fun to read sometime I think the next time I read it, I'll read it with the Audible version. I'll read the Audible version because I read the Bard version, and it was good. L.J. Ganser narrated it, I think, and he did a really good job, but um, it would be neat to read the Audible version and have the sound effects. I had never read it before, and... I really enjoyed it. It was such an easy read, perfect for this time of year, and it was I would I read certain books every Christmas, and I think this one's going to be added to that ever growing list. <laughs> well, I think that's right. It was Ganser, but yeah. I would I may get Audible just to hear the train sounds. I'm like Jenny. We we've never been on Ruth Ann has. I've never been on a long train ride. I'm going to go. Before I die, on the Zephyr from San Francisco over the over the Rockies, not in the winter time. I think no. it goes all the way to Chicago. Ira Fistel, who does special programs with us, says you've got to go and take some sighted friends with you, so they can describe what they see as you're hanging over the Rockies. I'm oh, going to do it. We and, should. That's and uh, I've never done the train. I don't know how to act on a train. I've been just from LA to San Diego, but Ganser was great. But I want to ask you guys. I agree with Carla on character development. Tom, yes, I can figure him out. You know, he never wanted to settle. But Ellie, it was kind of, did we get all that when Ellie said, you know, I'm going home? They were where, in Israel somewhere? Yeah, they were in Israel. Okay. And he said, I'm going home. And she didn't explain it to him. And she does later. But um, it took a while for me to like Ellie. Okay, I mean, uh, but I guess she and Tom with her long history, and he had just courted her, and or whatever he did, and never wanted to settle down. But I just think she could have ex- maybe it would have taken away from the book though. But she could have explained one more time, as I told you, when you're ready to settle down, come back with come home. But 
he looks the, up the escalator, he sees her go, and he won't go. And uh, But I like Tom, I still must say, that I really liked him. I think he was a hero in the story. Uh, Elliot took me a while, and finally she caves in and says she loves him at the end. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed the book as well. And uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I enjoyed Agnes <laughs> in some respects. She she sometimes she kind of made me laugh in in a way, but uh, and the ending was such a surprise when I first the first time I read it. I've read it now a couple of times, um, <clears throat> and I will have to get the audible version. Um, I have been on train trips before, and my husband and I went from Pittsburgh to Florida by train, and <clears throat> it was nice. A week. We went from Pittsburgh to Philly in coach, and then we got a, a, the rest of the, the train from there to, to Florida, and we had a room, <clears throat> and it was quite an experience. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I think everybody ought to experience a train ride at least once. Um, but and getting back to the book, <clears throat> I think Tom... You know, he he was. I liked him, but you know, <laughs> took him a while to figure out that he was ready to settle down, which he finally did. Yeah, hi, Linda. Good to hear your voice. Um, yeah, that's my problem. You're right. I'm not saying he was perfect. You know, there are guys like that that just hey, I get the girl, I have fun with her, but what marriage? Never. You know, I don't want to do it, but. Uh, I know, I guess in all fairness to Ellie, she tried to fight it. She didn't want to work with him. And I forget the producer's name. Uh, you know, he, okay. He liked, he matched up good with that Misty until I hear, was her name Misty? Uh-huh. Uh, until we hear the end of it. We, we all know the ending, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a, you know, when we get to it. But they seem to match beautifully. All these people meshed until you, you hear the end. You go, oh my goodness. So, uh, but uh, Tom and Ellie were, were in the center of it. And, of course, don't forget Regina, uh, the, um, who is, um, what's her name's daughter? The, Roxanne's daughter. I thought Roxanne. Oh, she was good, too. She was I great, too. Her. Regina was she very was good. She was kind of trying to solve, keep everybody out of trouble and mm-hmm. keep everything going. Right. And uh, Roxanne, I'm sorry, I'll let you do it. No, I'll you're go. good. Roxanne uh, was great. Agnes Joe was super when she, she's oh, looking yeah. in his in his room, you know, and he looks yeah. at her and she's in her nightgown or whatever. And she, you, you looked at me. She, she was, she really fooled me. Absolutely yeah. fooled me as, and I thought, yeah, that poor woman is stealing. Look at the bag there and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. You know, Ruthanne, you want to add to it? Yeah. It was just as, um, yeah, that I, I thought too, that this, you know, I, I just was kind of surprised by, you know, I liked Ag, Agnes Joe. I mean, she was kind of colorful and, when she had the old record player that she'd take along with her and play Christmas songs on it. And one time it got stuck, I think. But anyway, she brought along this old record player that she played. And she was out of the room one time, and the thing was playing very loud. And, yeah. You know, you got it. That's when he went in there. And right? I like the wedding. The, 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 suppose the man was going to plan the wedding for these um, two kids Ju- that were going to get married. Yeah, yeah. Julie and Steve. Okay. Um, that was interesting. That was, All that up. 
Agnes had me fooled. She was, I wasn't sure what to think of her at first. I, at first, I wasn't sure if I liked her. But then I got to liking her more and more as the book went on. And the guy, what was his name? The one that was, that ran the cafe, I forget his name. But I liked him. And, um, I liked the way Tom and Ellie, even though they weren't on speaking terms really at that point, I liked the way they handled the whole incident with the snake and that um, that lawyer. Hi everyone, this is Aunt Liz from Ann Arbor, and um, I think his name was Tyrone. The, if we're talking about the guy on the cap train um, just overall I loved the book and I really didn't think I would just by the title of it it's, I didn't really want to read like Christmas Miracle you know your traditional Christmas Miracle thing but it was fun read um, I love Roxanne <laughs> the character of Roxanne I liked how she dealt with the naked guy um, that was pretty funny and yeah the, the handling of the snakes on the train thing um Admittedly, I'm not quite at the end yet because I just started it this morning. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm to the point where um, they've just handled the 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 new the naked guy. Don't worry about any spoilers or anything like that. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm going to finish reading the book. But um, yeah, overall, I'm really enjoying the read. And and thanks for suggesting this book, Randy. Yeah, I really enjoyed Roxanne's interaction with the with the the youth the the youth uh, choir. I guess that that she was kind of shepherd and she, she talked tough to him and i i thought those scenes were, were were really really well done when she was telling about oh i think they were all taking showers and so she was telling about making sure they got everything clean and stuff i just thought that was kind of that was kind of special well you're going to have a real a, a real uh spoiler uh liz because there there is a surprise at the end but uh hey well you'll just have to suck it up i guess i i love the snake thing i thought it was priceless the low lawyer you guys I'm sorry to do this to Liz, but was he for real? He was the meanest man on earth. Oh, he was terrible. He was very mean. He deserved everything he got. A snake should have bit him. Uh, it was priceless the way Tom, he says, follow my lead. And then Ellie did. You know, They all picked it up and went with it. And uh, the, I think it was, was it Brandon who ran the cafe? He was wonderful. Young man yeah. uh, ran the cafe. Uh, the, her work with the, I wish I could send my son, grandson to be on that choir and then man, uh, Roxanne would straighten, pin his ears back. That would be great um, because she was so good to those kids. I, that broke my heart. They, they, you know, they seemed to be not homeless but lonely kids, and she pulled them together and says, I know what you guys are doing, and I better not see dirt behind those ears. I loved – I thought the lawyer deserved everything he got to. I think Liz is right. I think the cafe guy's name was Tyrone. Um and then I loved um, the scene. I loved the wedding, too. And then how they all just pulled together when the avalanche happened. That was one of my favorite scenes, though, when Tom and Ellie left. And then they ended up, the little boy was there when he woke up and and he didn't. They didn't realize that they were already. They were there. They were in Dingo. 
And I've never been on a train either. Oh, a long train trip. Something I'd like to do too. <clears throat> at some point. I forgot to mention, I have been on train trips, but mostly um, did the Detroit, like Ann Arbor to Chicago on the Wolverine, and I only rode coach there. And then I took one train from Ann Arbor to um, White Plains, New York. Um, And I made the mistake, because that was a long drive. It was an overnight ride, and I should have gotten a a sleeper car, but I rode coach that night. It was a trip. But this book made me really want to go on a cross-country train ride. They're fun. I love the train. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Liz, I don't know if you came on, but my dream is to take the Zephyr from San Francisco over the Rockies to Chicago, and we'll see what happens. Who knows? But I never have taken trains very much. I thought they were noisy. I've been to Union Station and just so much noise. It's incredible in L.A., but I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm in love with the trains. And Alan was lucky that he heard Audible and they did train sounds. I did, I'm going to get it just mm-hmm. to hear it. Yeah. And um, uh, But uh, L.J. Ganser did a great job reading it. Um, okay, the lawyer got his. The avalanche absolutely was. Now, I, what I want to know, and I, I guess David Baldacci did the research, how those plows could get through that snow in one night to reach the train, you know, to save them. And, of course, I thought they were – I didn't know that think they'd die in the snow, but, boy, I was worried. I was worried about Ellie dying. I was worrying about – I thought she would and Tom would survive, and, oh, that would be terrible. I was worried about the two of them getting yeah. through and, and winding up at the uh, the, the, uh, the dude ranch or the cabin or whatever it was, that yeah. they would get uh, – that they would – you know, not make it because it, it looked pretty doubtful that they were going to make it. Right. But and then I, everything just came together at the very end. I mean, at, after that, that the, the the people, the rescuers arrived on time and the other people came and it was it was a good. Was yeah, a that good was classic. I mean, some people would say that's uh, contrived or fake whatever. or what, what's the word contrived. they always use? Contrived. But they would not. say, oh, that's contrived. But I, I want to know, could it happen that way? Can they plow through all that snow and get to a beleaguered train? I, I don't. Linda, you might know. Of course, you went to Florida. But, God, I don't even want to think of such an avalanche. But they, it seemed like it would take days to get through to them. Well, yeah, I, I don't know how realistic that is. But um, I, I suppose they'd have, if they had several... Um, plows or whatever they used, if they had several of them, I suppose they could. I don't. I don't know. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, that the. Um, I thought for sure that Ellie was going to die. I. I. Oh man! And I was. And I'm. I'm like. Oh, don't have her die, jeez! And so when it didn't happen, I was so glad. <clears throat> but. Yeah, um, I I don't know. It 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 they probably could do it, but they'd have to be um, several of them, I think, to be able to get it done. I don't know. When I read this book, it just made me want to jump on a train immediately. I just wish I could just let um, you know leave caution to the wind, and I'd go east to west. You know, I'd leave from Pittsburgh, and I'd, I'd go west and. One of my bucket list um, items is to uh, to um, go to all 50 states before I die. 
and uh, that would be a way of doing it to go on a, a train that would take me because there's some some states in the west that I haven't touched yet um, and the radio DXing would be tremendous but I have been on a, you know shorter trains uh, like I was on the Manhattan special and went from Pittsburgh to New York or Pittsburgh to Washington DC Pittsburgh to Philly um, but probably my interesting, most interesting train experience was riding trains in Europe. I mean, they they really subsidize their trains, and you know, it's it's a whole different experience when I was in Europe. Um, you know, going from one place to another by train. But um, getting back to the book, I think that um, my one of my favorite scenes was the the real. It was a tender scene for me when. Um, when Tom and Ellie thought they had died and they were actually very close to the resort and they were open uh, they were awakened and it was like Tom was reaching out to little Tom it was like talking to his himself as a child and you know it's funny I've had dreams of talking to little Carla a couple of times and you know so I really identified with that and he was talking to little Tom and I when he did that I thought he was he was dead and I thought he was going to heaven or something and um, but then um, when he opened his eyes and was welcomed by that little kid, he asked where he was, and the little kid says, well, I live here, and, you know, and, and the resort was so close. It, it was just it was just really wonderful to me, and that was a very tender scene, and that, that one really... Uh, and the other scene that I liked is when Tom, um, when, you know, Steve and Julie were having problems with their families and everything, and Julie was in tears and she was crying and didn't know they were going to get married. And, it, you know, actually, uh, Tom just sort of went and read the riot act to Steve and said, you know, if you want her, you have to, you have to, you know, go for her. You have to take her, you know what I mean? And this might be your only chance. And, you know, he was bringing himself into it and he didn't want to see this young man make the same mistake. Those were, the, I think, two of my most favorite of many scenes in this book that I liked. Great job, Carla. Those were really powerful scenes. And Tom got Steve and said, grow up. And, and uh, uh, Ellie was with Julie. And, you know, and uh, it, it's normal for a young couple before the wedding, they get scared. I could tell you Ruth Ann's stories, but I won't. But uh, she made the wise decision to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the lucky one. But the point is, uh, uh, it was, those were really, really good scenes. Absolutely, yeah. they were. And, uh, and then you had, of course... Roxanne, Agnes, Joe, those guys running through there. Uh, the priest, uh, Father Kelly, we know what occurs, and it's going to come very soon now. But he didn't play the role of the priest. He was, you know, he was there. He uh, helped a lot of people, and uh, that was one that really fooled me. Me too. Even when he did the, um, he did the supposed mass. When they were stuck on the train and and he was rusty, <clears throat> and Agnes Agnes was helping him out, and even then I didn't think anything of it because supposedly he was retired. And I guess looking back now and knowing that it's not likely even that a retired priest would forget how to do a Catholic mass it's especially you know they've been doing it for so long <clears throat> so it just even that fooled me though 
I've forgotten his name, but I, I really like the movie director guy. I just kind of, I just kind of clicked with him from the moment he was introduced. He just seemed like a, a likable guy, and of course, obviously, he had the, the big plans and stuff. He was kind of driving this whole thing, but uh, his his character I thought was really well done, and uh, I just really, I really connected with him. Of course, I can't remember his name, but hey, that that's my fault. But he he, he was a good character, I thought. I think his name was Max. Yeah, uh, that was. It was Max. That's what I was just going to say. And that, his, his assistant, Christoph, was that his name? He was, his assistant, he was pretty good too. And then, of course, Leela comes on master writing. I, I Now, that one didn't put me, I said, I think she's got to get into this more than just sitting out in California. And she goes to Chicago and she's on and Tom says, oh my God. And then Christoph, what was his name? He teamed up with her finally. But uh, but I think uh, that was masterful to bring her aboard and uh, have her uh, do the thing she did and really nailed Ellie. And Ellie was fiercely jealous, but, you know, she's, he's terrible. And Ellie says, oh, you can have him. But, you know, what she was thinking. It, that was a, really a stroke. It added to it when she came on board. Hi, I'm sorry I'm late. Um uh- I was just, I loved the book. I didn't expect it to end the way it did. And I was, I was, I was just, I was thrilled. I loved the book. By the way, the assistant's name was Cristobal. It's a Spanish um, reference to Christopher. You know, it's the equivalent of Christopher. And he was a, a colorful character, too. He really was. He took a back seat in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways he took, he sort of took a front seat. And, and that was great how he, you know, how he got involved too. Well, Liz, close your ears because I think we got to mention it. Did you guys resent at the end that it was all a fake, that it was leading to a possible film or it was a directed movie like all of those, most of those guys, uh, you know, were, I'm not sure about the, the cafe, the head of the cafe, I don't think so. You know, uh, the conductor was real. The passengers on the train were real. But did you feel in any way outraged or, or anything? I personally didn't. I, I said, oh, my goodness. I was totally fooled. Mm-hmm. I said that an incredible way to end. Ruthann, you want to have no, before? No, I think you, you, you said but, but But some people, I've read books where the author, I can't remember the name now, but they fooled us totally. You know, I don't mean just a mystery. They fooled us. It was just a big double cross that... Uh, so, yeah, it was Children a mystery writers. where the girl supposedly got raped and everything. And it was the sister-in-law doing a joke. or yeah. I, I resented that. The whole story ends up that way. Yeah. Uh, but let me see what you guys feel like. Did you feel double-crossed or anything when it was all a sham? First of all, I just want to say, glad you made it, Susan. Good to see you here. Um, I... I was really fooled by it too, and at first it was like I my instant thought was, "Oh man, what a letdown!" But then I I just started laughing. It just it struck me as funny the way he pulled all that off because you know you're thinking that these people really got married and all this other stuff, and here it was just a ploy to get Ellie. And Tom, it was just, it was great. Even Regina, 
on the cap was involved. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just shocked, and and it was like, oh, wow. I mean, yeah. So I guess I was a little let down, but then it was like, to me, it just showed how much Max cared for Ellie to set, you know, to set that all up to realize that, you know, um, they needed to, you know, find each other and all that. I mean, for somebody to set that up like that, you know, was just really special. Yeah, it was a ruse for a good cause. I I, I didn't feel, I I wasn't uh, 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 mad at all about it uh, because the the thoughts were good and the thoughts were pure, I think. So uh, that makes all the difference in the world. And so uh, he was trying to do the right thing by them. And if the audience had to be be fooled along with everybody else, to, you know, for it to work, that 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 was fine. It just uh, a surprise is always are, are kind of entertaining. Go ahead. Now I I like this one. I mean, I thought that it was all in good uh, taste and good fun and good everything. But I remember we read this one book about this woman being raped, yeah, and that. her sister in law. was them. the one that was a real problem. It was she, a joke, and, and, and she thought it was really funny, you know, and. And was manipulating everything, and the girl was really a mess, and was very upset. And the sister-in-law and the sister-in-law didn't break the law. She she was on the edge, but the okay. police said we can't do a thing. She was playing a joke on you by stalking you, having a stalker. I, that's another book, but no, I didn't feel that way. This one because, because David Baldacci tied it up neatly. You you know that Ellie and Tom are going to get married. She has her engagement ring. They, they, I don't remember them getting married. I think they fade into the future. Mm-hmm. You kind of hope they're going to get on another train sometime at, at Christmas. And Max really loved uh, Ellie as a daughter. I remember he even said that. I just love her as a daughter. And then Father Kelly, the, the phony priest who stole everything, who, we, who I thought Agnes Joe was the thief. That was too easy, yeah. though. Um, they helped him. They let him off. I know where Fullerton is. They and uh, at, uh, Was it Roxanne or... Agnes Joe said, I have friends who will help this man. And, 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 uh, Liz, I'll say a good thing. He didn't just wasn't a phony. He'd lost his wife a couple years earlier. And it was, he was crooked before he married the wife for 30 years. She saved him. He loses her and he just wanted attention. And he did this. He was an imposter. But he, but I still have great sympathy for him. I hope, I'm sure David Baldacci wants you to think that he did good works, not as a priest maybe, but uh, good works in the future. Yeah, it's Christmas time. Anything can happen, and I liked the way he just, the, none of the other passengers knew, and he got off at one of the other stops, and that was that. And I that, I liked that. I, I really liked the way they handled that. And I don't remember this guy's name either, but uh, I also like the fact that the guy that was uh, the former railroad employee that helped so much during the avalanche, uh, you know, helping them figure stuff out, got a job at the end, which I thought was nice. Of course, every, everything kind of gets tied up nice and neatly in, in a Christmas story, but uh, uh, none of it felt just syrupy sweet and just over the top too much. So I, I thought he just did a real nice job. Uh, making it a pleasant ending with uh, w- with the characters and stuff, and I, like I said, I can't remember that that he was the former uh, higher up manager and stuff on the railroad. I'm, I was glad that they found a place for him after all it was all was said and done. I think Randy hit yeah. it when she said miracles, 
and they do happen at Christmas. I won't give you the, an example, but because you don't need to know. <laughs> but but it happened to me on Wednesday at a party. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but someone I hadn't talked to in a while for good reason. I just said, you know, it's Christmas, and I yelled across the room, "How are you doing?" You know, that's all. We didn't have a big deal. It was, you know, and I don't know where it will go. Maybe nowhere. But I said, someone's got to make the gesture. And I'm, I'm sometimes guys have done it with me, and I'm doing it. And on the Christmas train, as, as Randy said, anything's possible. And there, it's miracles. Yeah. See, remember, although Max planned the the movie or the set, he didn't plan the avalanche. No. And there were real heroes, including him. There, there were heroes all over the place in that avalanche. There are um, there are always heroes, no matter where or what, planned or unplanned. But they can and do come from the un, the most unlikely sources, and I think that's what David Baldacci um, tried to tried to say in this book and. If you've read any of his other books, I mean, he's so uh, such a diverse writer. Um, I don't know why I was so surprised by this book, except that the humor. I, I was kind of surprised by this book, and I just um, I'm used to reading a lot of his suspense, so uh, that didn't surprise me. But the the humor and and what the way he pulled it. All together, you know, as, as the setup and everything, and and the, it was funny. And no, I didn't feel a letdown because of the very uh, humane way that he did it. Um, it. It was, it was, it had class. I have to admit, at first, I did feel a little bit cheated. I know I'm in the minority here on that um, because I thought, oh, you know. I could, I could have to all be contrived, but then when I saw how things worked out and how they worked out for for good, I softened up a little bit on that one. I'll tell you another one of my favorite scenes is when um, that record player was playing, and or no, it was the time I think the record player was playing, and Tom slipped into Agnes's compartment to tell her about, and she wasn't there, and he looked at the. Um, duffel bag and found a couple of the stolen items you know and he was looking through and looking at photographs and things like that and then he heard footsteps and he went and hid in the bathroom and hid in the shower and um, you know he um I, I that that whole scene was real funny because and you know he, i don't know if he bumped his head on the shower or something and started that and then she discovered that he was in there and and um, he found about found out that she was more of an investigator not a thief but I, I thought it was just so funny how that happened. There were so many scenes like that. The snake, you know, that that was pretty funny too. And you know, there were a lot of, of, of scenes like that. And I, I love humor. And I don't like, you know, humor that's just obvious humor. humor uh, although it's okay. And I'm not into slapstick as much. But I'm into humor that's a little more subtle, but it's humorous, if you know what I mean. I, I'm with you, Carla. I, I don't like just humorous books that just... It's so obvious, but it, this was subtle humor. I was roaring. I was laughing so hard when Agnes Joe whips out her badge. You think it's a gun at first, the chapter ends or whatever, and no, it's her badge. You know, yeah. I thought, oh, my God, she's got a gun on Tom. What's he going to do? 
and it was it was a badge. He's an railroad investigator. Also, I I liked. Uh, I was very glad that they they gave. I forget his name. The guy who knew everything about railroading. He lost his job because of the downsizing, whatever. Oh, and he yeah. and he gets his job back, and then he teams up with Roxanne. And she says, "I'm waiting." She says, "I'll see you, you know, soon." He goes, "Okay, baby, I'm ready." And yeah. she's just wonderful. Roxanne was absolutely priceless, and she had a great daughter and a great family. And uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. I guess it was Agnes Joe. Didn't she have a daughter that she was going to see in Los Angeles? She was estranged from her. I think that part was true. There was a little bit of truth in, in some of the things, the lives they led. They let us know a little bit about themselves, but. Uh, uh, what a what an incredible story! I can't remember that guy's name either. The one that lost his job, but he was one of my favorite characters in the book. Just somebody you could just sit down and talk to, and it was just he was just such a neat guy. Well, my friend Ira Fistel, who who just did on our special program series that we have talk show host retired now he's a nut on trains like my wife and he did four parts on the railroad and i we still that, haven't finished and we still haven't finished i don't know if i can take a fifth part but you learn gauging and all this stuff but uh, he would eat that up with the with the guy who knew so much about the trains watched the weather he was watching talking to the engineer and you said this man why did they get rid of him you know he oh well, i was getting older and all that but uh, the railroad finally wised up after the avalanche oh. I'm going to have to go look up his name because that's going to drive me crazy all night. <laughs> I liked Misty, too. You know, and I, I thought it was really funny when she was talking about 666 and all the sixes and then the six-legged thing that was going to get him. And when um, Tom and, um, you know, and Ellie, then Tom came on the horse, you know, I mean, they came to rescue them and then that whole entourage. goes, well, here comes the six-legged, you know, the six legs. And they're going to be rescued by six legs. And she was right. And I, just, I don't know, that just, made, that just cracked me up, too. That was incredible. Just that great. That was so funny. Yeah, I forgot about that part. That was funny. And it was neat how they they righted the train. I thought that whole thing was just so fascinating, how they were able, how they brought another train in, and then they righted the one that was on it, the, the, the chief, the one they were riding on. They righted that one, and they were able to continue on. I, I just thought that was really neat, and I wondered myself how true that was. I also enjoy the, the the Mark Twain references too, which I thought were were kind of interesting. Uh, I think they even may have had a couple of quotes from him in there, mixed in. But uh, I thought that was a, a nice little tie into the story. Oh yes, I love Mark Twain, and that jumped right out at me. That was great. And I liked the part when um, well they righted the train, but it, I also got the impression that um, you know that they they exploded some of the snow. You know, they used some explosives. You know, you heard the pop 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 pop. You know. And I, I could just imagine that. Um, and I'll tell you something else that I really liked about this book. It was so refreshing not to have any murders or killings or explicit descriptions of sex or profanity. I mean, and it was it was a shorter book. I mean, it was it was a lighter book. Um, sometimes, sometimes some of the books are just so heavy and. I'm not into romance, I guess, as much as some of you might be. 
And this and the romance was there, but it wasn't overemphasized. And there was adventure, and there was humor, there was character development. There was just a little bit of everything for everybody in this book. And and it didn't you know, it didn't leave you hanging, but it still left you enough that you could think about um, maybe imagining what's going to happen in the future in each of these people's lives. It's sort of fascinating to do that. You know, you, you hit the Carl, you were having a home run night. That was it. David Baldacci, the master of murder, the master of violence, the master of sexual encounters. Oh, my gosh. I, I could cite books, you know, where you just that's what it is. And I thought, is Tom going to score? And he didn't. Ellie, Ellie said, no, you know, you're not. Uh, Julie and Steve, they allude to it, but they were married. Then they, they might have uh, alluded, but, but it was just sort of even mentioned there. Steve looks tired, and I cracked up. I was laughing. Oh, but Julie's raring to go. Yeah, she's out there. But that was fine, and I really enjoyed it. It was a Father Knows Best book, I guess. And uh, maybe that's why I enjoyed it. And I'm not a prude, believe me. I read them all. But uh, it was an easy, joyful read of a short book with a, a powerful message. Yeah, it really was a great book. Like I said, it's going to be added to my ever-growing Christmas reads because it, it's just its a fun book to read. You really feel like you get to know the characters and makes you want to go take a ride on a train. And it's just really a good book. As one who has never ridden on a train ever in my life um, makes me want to go do it, but I don't have anywhere to go. Well, you know, trains sort of open you up to things like that. It, it's a place to go. Um, you know, he says something in the book like um, where it's not just the destination, it's the journey. And maybe the journey could be the destination. Maybe um, if you don't have any place to go, maybe just decide um, you want to take the train for the experience. And, oh, by the way, I'll start here and end there. Trains lend themselves to that. There's, there's, just, uh, there's just such a romance, such an American. Is, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how to say it. It's just so American. It's just so, so quaint. It takes you back in time. There's so much symbolism in trains and just that clickety-clack, clickety-clack stuff. It's, it's just, it's hypnotic. Uh, it's, and uh, I know, um, Bob, you were saying you were a little nervous because of all the noise when you go to Union Station. That is true, but when you're in the train, you just hear the rhythmic clickety-clack stuff and, you know, a few things like that. It's not as noisy as you would think it is, and the noise can sort of soothe you to sleep, the, the train sounds. And I don't know, there's nothing more mournful than hearing a train whistle in the distance. It's just, it just has this sort of mournful, foreboding, but uh, quaint sort of a sound. I don't know how to explain it. And then now, of course, in Christmas, we're into electric trains. I know when I was a kid, we had electric trains. And, and now they have electric trains here for Pittsburgh with um, different cars representative of things in Pittsburgh. And... It, it's just a, a really, a really interesting way. So you don't necessarily have to have a destination when you when you take a train. Okay. Uh, in terms of the noise factor, just a funny story. Although at the time it wasn't funny. <laughs> when I was taking the train from Ann Arbor to New York, got um, a mom and two kids got on in 
I think it was they got on at Toledo, and she had a, a toddler and a, a baby that was under the age of uh, 12 months, and that baby screamed all night long in coach. <laughs> we were all like, oh, my God. A couple times, I you know, I said, "Hey, I'm going down to the the, the diner car. Would you like you know?" And I invited the mom to come along with me, um, so we could like give the other passengers a little bit break from her kids and give them a little change of scenery and stuff. But it was really that's why I, if I'm going to do an overnight trip, uh, if I'm going to do another long train trip, I will have a sleeper car. <laughs> well, I think that that what we saw here is what Mark Twain, how he alluded to the river that Huckleberry Finn went down and, and, and the journey of life. That's what that train was. I yeah. would have probably been sad to leave the train in L.A. Yeah. I'd say, oh, my gosh, I'll never see these people again. I've lived a lifetime with them. It was a, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. And in a journey, you have good days and bad days. But you can either make the journey a fun one when you look back on your mm-hmm. life and the cup is half full, or you can make it bad and say it's horrible and I'm going to put those up front. Sure, we all have bumps and bruises, but we make it if we want to. And that's what this train ride showed me. I think that's what it was. It was, for me, I I hated to see it end in a way because it was, this was such a, a good book and such a, I just, I wanted to keep going and see what happened to everybody and, yeah, everything wrapped up, but I just, the train ride ended, and so the story did, and I just, that's where it was a little, I think that's what the letdown was. It wasn't necessarily the way things, that that, that this was all fake. It was just, oh, so this, this is over now, and it was just, so good and you're right it, it's not necessarily the destination but the journey and what we all do with our lives and I think that that is that's definitely one of the messages in this book yep yep I agree with you Randy that's that's exactly it with me too it was sad to see it end but the cool thing about it is you can go and read the book again and um this is a book I you know um Sometimes I say, oh, yeah, I could read any book over again, but this is definitely one that I have read and will continue to read because it's just such a great book. Yeah, and that was what I, uh, that's what I liked about it. I mean, I, I know some of, the, some of the scenes were set a little bit with, with, the, with the guy planning the wedding and everything, trying to hook him up, but you really got the sense that a lot of these people made these trips quite often and they all knew each other, and I thought that was really kind of cool, and that was just all part of the journey and stuff, so... That, that that did make me want to take a like a like a cross country train trip and kind of get to know the the passengers because I think because that, that that would be the that would be the uh, the fun part of it would be getting to know the folks and 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 uh, experiencing the the travel with them and uh, uh, that is what's I mean I've taken a trip from from Jackson to Memphis before which is not that far but. Uh, uh, it's comfortable compared to like a plane ride. You got you got some room to stretch out and stuff. It's it's really kind of nice. Uh, I was traveling by myself. It'd be nice to travel with with somebody, but uh, uh, it, it is fun, and uh, I think it'd even be more fun for a longer distance. Of course, if it's going to be too long, I want to get a sleeper car. But uh, uh, 
I, I did enjoy the way the, the, the passengers kind of all knew each other, which was very nice. I just wanted to say that near our home, we do have a train whistle and trains. And I'm outside with Angus sometimes. It's late. And the air's clear. And you hear that whistle. And it's not annoying at all. It's just I thought, well, are you going to be annoyed by this? It just lets you know you're not alone. Out there, there are people wandering, going to a, on a journey. It's just terrific. Yeah. Um, I know when when we took the train to Florida, we got an actual room. There, There's two different things you can, as far as sleeping cars. There, There's the sleeper car, but then there's a room, or roomette, or whatever they call it. And the room actually has um, chairs in it, and <clears throat> and the, the beds pull down. Um, they're like bunk beds, and there's an and you have your own private bathroom, and the bathroom has a shower in it. I said, "Geez, this is a hotel on wheels." <laughs> I mean, I loved it. It was just so cool. So I I did take a shower because I thought, you know, I just have to do it. Whether I need it or not, I have to do it just for the experience of of <laughs> being on a train, taking a shower. <laughs> but <clears throat> no, it was a wonderful trip, and uh, I've been on other long train trips as well. Not that long, but uh, a group of us were going to a bowling tournament. We went into the cafe car after it was closed, and we played cards. It was just so much fun. To me, this this whole novel, um, when I was you know just stepping back and looking at this train, it was like the it, for me it and maybe I'm reading too much into this light book, but the train was to me sort of a microcosm of the world of life of a life journey, as we've said. But every every such place, whether it be a you know a you know a, a utopia or a dystopia or just life in general, every place like that, every life, every journey has its heroes and its villains. It has its leaders and its followers. And um, each of these people had a place and a function. And um, and then there are things that are unpredictable, like avalanches. And avalanches are like the adversities that we have. And as I say, I know I'm probably reading too much into this, but being the language teacher and having taught English for um, you know some time too, um, sometimes you get into the symbolism a little bit too much, I think. And um, sometimes I believe we read symbols that aren't really there. But there are a lot of symbolic things that just sort of jump out at you in life if you just if you can just look for them and notice them. And this one was one of them. This this uh, this train and the story. Let's see. Randy, are we ready to talk about the next, next book? This has been so much fun. I almost hate to, but yeah. Well, we've decided for January. I know we did a Jody Picoult book in August, but Ruthanne and I decided this next one is so good and so thought-provoking that we just had to do it. So we decided that in January we're going to do Small Great Things, Judy Picoult's newest book. It's on Bard as well as Bookshare and Audible. Um, 
I'm pretty sure it's on Bookshare, but I know it's on Bard and Audible. And the the really great thing for me, as far as I'm concerned, is that the that NLS chose to use the commercial version of this book. It's so well narrated and it's just so well done. And the book itself is just, I think it, it's excellent. And there's a twist at the end. It's, and it's very apropos, I think, very relevant to real life and things that happen. That's why I said this discussion's been so much fun. I almost hate to talk about this next book, but anyway, that's what we're going to be doing for January, and we'll meet on January 20th. So in it, the DB number, it's Small Great Things, and the DB number is 85761. Good choice. I've had that on my wish list wanting to read it, so now I've got a, a, a reason to jump ahead. Um, I've been looking forward to that one, so I'm glad you picked it. Oh, yeah, I've heard a lot about that book, so I'm looking forward to reading that one, too. Could you give us just a little feel of what to expect and how long it is and things like that so that we know how to gauge our time? Well, I can start because we read the book, too, Ruth Ann and I. Yeah. And I want to say, if you liked Once We Were Brothers, well, I think we discussed it here, you're going to love this book, too. It's it's about life. It's about a... Uh, well, it's about racism. It's a, and, no, uh, racial issues, but it's not the usual. It, it really makes you think. It's a message she says in her notes, and I was going to bring it up next time. I don't want to say too much here. She has notes yeah. in the Audible one where you read her notes about who she talked to. And she did tremendous research for, I think, 20 years. But it's a, it, she says it's a message to white America. I don't agree with her. It's a message to everyone. And it deals with difference and how we deal with it. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to tip it off. But it really Im- impacted me. Mm-hmm. My wonderful redneck brother read it. Did he suddenly not become a redneck? Not quite. No. But he really thought hard. He said, this one got to me. There's questions that she's asked that I'm going to ponder. And I said, fair enough. And it's like 16 hours long, Carla. And it's uh, one of the main narrat- uh, narrators is Aldra McDonald, formerly of uh, Broadway. And pro- probably some acting and probably some movies and TV experience as well. So She does a beautiful job. And... I've heard her sing. She's she's a beautiful singer. Um, yeah, it's it's an excellent book. I think it is anyway. It does. It makes you think. It made me think about a lot of things. It's one that has stayed with me. Who is? Okay, I'm going to officially stop the recording. We don't care if you talk all night, but uh, I have, you know I want to. It helps me with editing, mm-hmm. so I will stop it. And what a beautiful discussion here this evening. Well done. To our right. hosts, we appreciate it.